Hello guys and welcome back to today's episode of Queen Mary's Legal Bites podcast. Based out of Queen Mary's Q Legal, an award-winning commercial law clinic, I am Priyal Jain, an intellectual property LLM student at Queen Mary University of London. In today's podcast, Mr. Ashok Ram Kumar will be expressing his views on the use of autonomous weapon systems in future warfare. He is an attorney with a master's degree in IPR and founder of Verdict IP, an exclusive 30-year-old boutique law IP firm. He has 32 years of experience in handling IPR issues, be it litigation, enforcement, valuation or prosecution, with a special focus on patent litigation, trademark litigation, copyright litigation and design litigation at various levels from trial stage, appellate stage and at the Supreme Court of India. Sir, thank you for joining us on our podcast today. It is an honor to have you here with us. Artificial intelligence is among the many hot technologies that promise to change the face of warfare for years to come. What are autonomous weapon systems? Essentially, AWS refers to the following capability: identify, select and engage a target group without meaningful human control. Identification refers to picking out a subset of the objects in the images that constitutes the frame of a video. that are going to be passed to the next stage of the pipeline such as separating out the military targets from those that are civilian assets selection refers to narrowing the list of objects down to the ones that meet certain criteria such as high value military targets engaging refers to mounting an attack such as the launching of ordnance against the targets that were selected in the previous stage Meaningful human control in this context refers to undertaking all aspects of these pipelines by the automated system without requiring human intervention to identify, select or engage the targets. In addition, this also refers to being able to have a degree of self-reliance in the uncertainty that is encountered in the theater of war and being able to continue operations even on losing connection to a human control center. Sir How do you think militaries around the world are using artificial intelligence? Artificial intelligence can be exciting and an equally terrifying concept at the same time. With this creation we are potentially opening ourselves up to the possibility of being outnumbered and overshadowed by something which is not human. But creating destruction is the crux of military technology development so there is a decent justification for all armed forces across the world to want ai in warfare the usage of ai in military is more prevalent than we know countries like israel united states and even india have been making use of ai for a minute now in israel their defense forces have been making use of centralized database like platforms that involve ai this database contains data on various terrorist groups in gaza strips many programs like gospel alchemist have been developed based on ai systems that generate intelligence even satellites like idf unit 9900 were used in collaboration with ai for real time terrain mapping to see if any suspicious terror activities took place and to their surprise the israelis found 
14 rocket launchers next to a school which was posing a threat. Meanwhile, USA has been trying out its luck with its marine forces where the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, that is DARPA, is financing the development of a robotic submarine and will be used to detect underwater mines. China is also using AI for its defense capabilities by developing and deploying unmanned ground vehicles, AI-enabled satellites, and various other technology-based equipment. Russia is going to invest in development of AI-based system that can detect misinformation or misintelligence. The Indian government wants Niti Aayog to make policies that allow more research and development to take place in this accord with the Ministry of Defense enabling India to become a fully network-centric force. Swarm attack drones, a mobile robot for reconnaissance and surveillance, a miniaturized man-portable UGV for low-intensity conflicts, a wall-climbing flapping wing robot and a walking robot with four and six legs for logistic support are part of various AI projects by the defense labs in India. These labs have been striving hard and then adopting new technologies that could help Indian defense forces in conflicts, whether it be large-scale ones or short ones or anti-terrorist operations. And so what is your opinion on the effect of AI in future warfare? There is no benefit gatekeeping when it comes to the usage of AI in warfare. It is a matter of when rather than if. The only thing policymakers, administration and the relevant departments can do is to ensure the engagement of AI within its own constraints. India's Defence Research and Development Organisation, that is DRDO, already has a specialised laboratory, which is called as the Centre for Artificial Intelligence and Robotics, with about 150 scientists. These scientists focus on AI robotics, control systems, command control communications and intelligence, which put together is called as C3I. These scientists also are concentrating on networking and communications secrecy. They have produced a family of robots for surveillance and reconnaissance applications as well. Now, it is safe to say that the future will heavily rely on the artificial intelligence. I think that there will be four phases that EA will go through in terms of its integration with the military. The first phase is the initial development of variety of AI techniques for the military. Now this needs a heavy brainstorming, development and incubation of few ideas where AI is involved. Some of this may or may not be the grounding that it is needed to enforce the practicality that it is necessary. However, I think that this stage is important to not just weed out the bad ideas, 
but to test the limits at which AI can benefit us tactically or logistically or in other application facets. The second phase. The second phase is where the expectation will be the timely deployment of AI techniques for functional applications of the armed forces. This is a phase where testing will be at its maximum and the AI will be put to multiple tests. So inevitably failures can also be expected. But this will ensure AI to be our strength. So every time there is a success, the military will be assured that that particular program is going to be their strength. Experimentation is the stage where AI needs to be handled carefully as lives may be in danger. The third phase will be the sweet spot for AI and the military who may have to work together for a while. This is a phase for constant discovery framework for applications of AI techniques for the military. But established applications will definitely be part of this intricate system that are needed for success in warfare. Finally, the fourth phase. In the fourth phase, or likely the final phase, there will be development of dynamically evolving future AI roadmap for the military, which means that AI will have its own department and own setup of teams working on its prospective progress. To establish a foreseeable roadmap that is realistic, ethical and beneficial for the defense, the fourth phase or the final phase, which is going to be development of dynamically evolving future AI has to be taken seriously and then enforced. In India, at least, I believe that current focus should be on issues such as analyzing missile trajectories, using robots to diffuse explosives, and using AI to figure out terrain logistics and devices military strategies. AI, along with biometrics, should also be used to maintain the security aspect of sophisticated munitions. In an active war zone, AI can be used for gathering real-time information, systems and devices that can detect mines and other traps. Loitering munitions can also be used for surveillance rather than just target engagement. It might be little too early to predict or draw for, for, forecast on the toll that AI might take on the future. AI can be so versatile that it is about responsible handling. When used without extreme reliance, it has actually the potential to be good. However, a few missteps may actually cost lives. Do you think that artificial intelligence in warfare is ethical? There are ways to maneuver the topic of ethicality. But I want to start with the inherent ethicality of artificial intelligence. Firstly, I strictly advocate against AI owning intellectual property and this comes from an informed point of view over an issue of ethicality. 
sentience cannot be equated to intellect. If mere ability to experience makes AI sentient, then it should be rational for animals to be able to sue us over their experiences for being far more sentient than a created machine. Incidentally, this itself is not an issue that was not explored in the past. Around 2008, in the famous monkey selfie case, a monkey in Indonesia clicked a picture of itself on an observation camera that was set inside the sanctuary. Multiple people and experts argued and weighed it on the issue based on the same concept of intellect and sentience, where some argued that the monkey would not have clicked the picture if someone did not place a camera in the premises. The others argued that the monkey's response to the camera was enough to classify it as its intellect. This matter went to the US courts and the US courts while dealing opined that only works created by a human can be copyrighted under the United States law which excludes photographs and artwork created by animals or by machines without human intervention. Comparing this with AI gives us an idea on determining what intellect is and what exactly causes it. I personally think that we can establish that generation and genesis should not be treated the same. While generations has a causation like a human's creations, genesis simply occurs like mankind's intelligence occurred. But this is to say that I understand that AI itself is not unethical, rather unregulated is the AI. Now, AI in warfare is a difficult concept to navigate. With certain diplomacy, militaries need to find the line of control. AI is to AWS as triggers is to guns, which means that the need for meaningful human control with all due reason and diligence is the answer to the question of ethicality of AI. If AI is simply used as a lever to execute an idea that stems from a human brain, then its ethicality is clear. However, when the AI generates assumptions based on conditions fed to it, it identifies, selects and engages the target without parameters and then acts on such assumptions, then such assumptions can be questioned. This is just one theory of measuring such ethicality. Multiple theories can still be valid reasoning to disqualify AI from warfare. AI should not be given avenues that fall beyond the purview of national security just you know, for the uh, sake of progress. The existence and past accounts of deployment even of technology that can destroy us such as nuclear munitions is enough to help us realize that humanity is fully capable of destroying itself. Tech moguls like Elon Musk themselves constantly express their distaste towards ungoverned AI. In an interview, Elon Musk mentioned that we already have the resource 
to launch assassin drones that do not require human intervention at all. With face identification chipset that you can find in mobile phones, some explosives and help in programming, anyone can commit war crimes by programming drones to kill individuals, which really questions how impactful already available technology can be in the hands of questionable individuals. Thank you so much for the wonderful discussion and enlightening our audience today, sir. It was truly an enriching conversation. Thank you. I'll keep my final remarks brief because we have covered a fair ground when it comes to the application of artificial intelligence in warfare. The decision to do so, like with the deployment of AI in any high-stakes scenario, boils down to having appropriate knowledge about the system's capabilities and limits and then using that information deliberately to influence human decision-making. Establishing guardrails that can limit human behavior in advance rather than reacting in the face of urgent and emergent events would also assist in allocating proper attention to the possible benefits and drawbacks of using AI in combat. The topics discussed in this podcast are simply a beginning point, and I encourage all of my fellow listeners to spend time delving even deeper into the ideas from this podcast so that we can all do our bit in responsibly implementing these technologies. Thank you very much and see you again.